Alright, God bless. Welcome to the podcast, The Way to Heaven. A new episode, amen. Episode 11 or 12, if I'm not uh, <laughs> wrong. I forget uh, which episode we're in. We have uh, many episodes already on this podcast, The Way to Heaven. But tonight, I mean today, uh, Sunday, or whichever day you decide to listen to this podcast, this episode, amen. Uh, today we have two special guests, our brother Ulises and our brother Salvador, amen, on, on this episode, amen. The title of this episode is God Has Purified Us, amen. God Has Sanctified Us, amen. Brother uh, Salvador, want to say a few words to the audience, amen. God bless everyone. I, I'm grateful to be here and uh, be able to share the word of God with uh, all our listeners. Amen. Brother Ulises, any uh, words for the audience? Yeah, just God bless everybody. Happy Easter. If you're listening, listening to this on Sunday or uh, after Sunday, hopefully the, that was, it's a good day for you. And of course, thank you, Ruben, for uh, allowing us uh, this time, giving us this time to, to just share and dive into the word, especially on such a great topic. So really excited for this. Amen. So uh, to start off th- with this uh, episode, Amen. To start it off, I'm gonna we're gonna go to the first the first uh, letter to Corinthians, Amen. The first letter of Corinthians, chapter one, uh, verse thirty. If you guys can open your Bible to uh, this verse, Amen. That is the first letter to Corinthians, chapter one, verse thirty. Brother Salvador, can you read it for us, please? Sure. So the first letter of Corinthians. 1.30 says, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Amen. So, any comments on this uh, verse, this particular verse that we just read, Brother Salvador? Yeah, so I personally really like this verse for, for the topic. Uh, it basically highlights of what Jesus did on the cross, which is basically he he made us righteous and he sanctified us and he redeemed us. So I feel like this is such a great verse to start off with because that's basically um, <clears throat> the sanctification that God has brought to our life is basically um, God making us holy in him. He's cleansed us of our sins. He's made us a new creature. And um, he's made us righteous. He's redeemed us. But the main topic that we're talking about today is sanctification. Um, and I really wanted to talk about like practical sanctification, which is basically on uh, on our daily lives, what we can do to keep that sanctification, um, what things we could avoid to keep that sanctification, um, basically on our on our daily uh, lives. Amen. And also, I want to talk about that too. Honestly, like, uh, what makes us holy? And also, I mean, uh, before I go, I, I give you know, the the floor to our brother Ulysses. Amen. I want to uh, say this little comment. Amen. Uh, I think I've also mentioned this before in the in, in the previous episode, but I'm gonna say it again. Amen. And I also told I told my my youth group also a few weeks ago, probably like a few months ago actually. Uh, I told them. What makes you a Christian, amen? Because there has to be something, something that, that defines you as a Christian, amen? Like a vegan, a vegan or a vegetarian. What makes them a vegetarian? They don't eat meat. They don't eat uh, animal products. 
man, that makes them a vegetarian. Amen. Uh, an actor, a, a movie actor, what makes them different from a, from a, a, a play actor, right? Uh, from from a, from a, like a little uh, play or drama. Amen. The, the fact that he has to remember his lines, amen. And he has to be like in front of the camera, you know, and, and sometimes, uh, some, some have stunt doubles, some don't have stunt doubles, you know, they do their own stunts, you know, and that makes them, that makes them the uh, difference from a, a movie direct, a movie actor and a play actor, amen. So, so, uh, if you go to Christianity, man, what makes you a Christian? Like, what makes you different from the world? Because, because nowadays, you know, we, <laughs> nowadays everybody calls themselves Christian, you know, oh, I'm Christian, oh, she's Christian, oh, that person too is Christian, amen, and no, you know, there has to be some, something that makes you a Christian, some, something that makes you a child of God. And I feel like this episode is, is, a, is a great uh, opportunity to talk about this, amen? Because holiness, the holiness is what defines you as a Christian. Your holiness is what defines you as a child of God, as a Christian, amen? So that's what makes a, a difference between us and the world, amen? Brothers uh, Ulysses, any comments on... Yes, um, well, I think uh, Salvador made a, a great point there of, of making this. It's easy to talk about sanctification and talk about holiness and, and kind of get into these these deeper ideas of, of what they mean and what they are. But I think that all, what a lot of us need, a lot of Christians need, is just what is the practical uh, ways to apply what holiness and what sanctification are. And I think that um, getting into that, that, uh, area of the conversation will be exciting, but I I would just start with um, you know we really need to kind of define or understand what sanctification is. So sanctification, uh, if you look it up just in a, a dictionary like the Oxford Dictionary, uh, you Google it or whatever, it usually comes up with about three definitions: it's the action of making something holy, the action or process of being freed from sin or purified. The third uh, is the action of causing something to be or seem moral, morally right or acceptable. So I think that that taking those and kind of applying them to what we're talking about is, is kind of important to really understand what sanctification and what it means to be holy, live holy, to be made holy. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 3, very early on in the Bible, right, uh, it says, um, and, and this is the King James Version, it says, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, right? So we find that word, and sanctified it, uh, because that in it he had rested from all his works which God created and made. And the English Standard Version says, so God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, right? So we see that kind of sanctification and holiness are, 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 are basically the same thing, referring to the same thing, and in this particular case, um, we see that sanctification and holiness are connected. And if we are sanctified, we have been set apart, right? We have been set apart. We have been uh, taken out of what we used to be, set uh, apart to be something different. We have been made holy. So I think that with what we started with in Corinthians, uh, very great how it talks about how that sanctification, we have now been set apart. And like you just said, Ruben, that now our lives need to demonstrate what uh, it means to be Christian. Our lives need to demonstrate that sanctification. If we're claiming we're Christian, like you said, so many people do nowadays, our lives need to demonstrate and show and prove 
that we are sanctified inside um, on the outside. Amen. And I want to read this uh, this verse too. It's on, it's on, you can find this verse on the second letter to Corinthians. Amen. Chapter 5, verse 17. Amen. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. So, you know, it's interesting, right? It says the old has gone. What does it mean? That our old self, amen, our, our, our previous self, the old man that we were, we have to let it go. If, we, if we're going to call ourselves Christians, amen, if we're actually going to be, if we're going to do God's will, we have to let go of, of our old man. All right, I, I, when I say old man, I don't mean our father, amen. I mean like our past self, amen. And we have to let go, and because our past self, it, it was it was a a a, uh, a carnal uh, uh, body, probably we're gonna say a carnal desires, amen. Nowadays, you know, as Christians, as Christians, we also have you know temptations, you know, as carnal because we we live in this husk, amen. I'll say like our our body is like a husk for us, amen. And and uh, I've heard also people say that it's our worst enemy. I mean, because but we can't leave it. We can't leave our our body, you know. But you know, our body has you know this uh temp it, it has temptation, amen. And we have to resist it. But our previous self, you know, they had they didn't, we didn't have conscious of of uh, oh okay I'm doing this bad thing, amen. And and we didn't feel any you know regret of it. And now as Christians, now now as Christians, if we have the Holy Spirit, which is a, a, a key ingredient, it's required to have the Holy Spirit in you in order to in order for you to be a child of God, in order of you to be a son of God. I mean, you have to have the Holy Spirit in you. And, and I'm going to take a little, a little pause on that, you know, because the Holy Spirit, you know, people think that the Holy Spirit is just, okay, I'm going to talk, I'm, I'm going to speak in tongues. I'm going I'm to, you know, dance. You know, the Holy Spirit. And I feel like people have misunderstood that too. Like they have just thought, they, they, like they, they think that those two are just the, the Holy Spirit. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is much more. The Holy Spirit is the power of God that lives inside us. Amen. And that's what it is. You know, so now, so now as, as a new creation, amen, as, as son of God, amen, as child of God, when, when we do something bad, we, we we have the Holy Spirit, you know, making us regret it, you know, and, and make and making us repent. Or before we do the bad thing, you know, we have the Holy Spirit reminding that reminds us, be like, hey, Ruben, uh, what you're doing is not is not right, you know, what you're about to, what you're about to do is not right, is not correct in, in the eyes of the Lord. I mean, in the, yeah, in the eyes of the Lord, Amen. And, and it'll make you uh, feel that that. Uh, like like something in your heart that okay it doesn't feel right, amen, brother Salvador. Any comments on that? Yeah, you're right, um, brother Ruben. There, the Holy Spirit does, you know, um, before you know we sin or when we are tempted, um, the Holy Spirit comes in and tells us, "Hey, that's not right," and that's because the Holy Spirit wants us to stay holy, stay sanctified, right, amen. and. That's the beautiful part that it's not in our own strength, you know. It's not like before. Before, um, you know, 
Jesus saved us, uh, a lot of times maybe we didn't want to do the stuff that we did. Because uh, there was something in us that uh, maybe knew it was bad. We didn't we didn't know uh, the Word of God, but um, we knew that these things were, were bad. Maybe drinking, smoking, um, or things of that nature, right? Um, because we knew that it was going to make us feel bad the next day, but we had no power to, you know, to push that away. But now we have the Holy Spirit that helps us um, stay holy and stay sanctified for God. So all glory to God, you know, for, for giving us the Holy Spirit, and uh, that helps us, you know, um, say no to those things that ruin the sanctification and holiness in our life, because that's what sin does when. Uh, a Christian sins, what happens is, you know, it starts affecting that sanctification, that holiness. And that person starts becoming uh, uh, a cardinal again, you know. And I don't want to say a cardinal Christian because I feel like those words don't really go together. But it, that person starts, you know, backing away from the sanctification of, and the holiness that God has given us. And just one thing I, I want to make clear, you know, ever since, you know, we accepted Jesus as a Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit came into our lives. Uh, he He sanctified us completely. He made us holy. Amen. And I feel like the problem is nowadays is keeping that holiness and keeping that sanctification. You know, trying to keep ourselves separated for God. Uh, why? Because there's so much temptation. There's so many offers. Um if we go just outside, I mean, there's just so much um, out there that can affect that sanctification, that holiness. So it's a matter of um, how Brother Elisa said, um, separating ourselves, you know. And thank you for the definitions because um, that will also help us keep on topic and uh, on what holiness is, really. Amen. Uh, and also, going back to Genesis, uh, we see the word sanctified early in the Bible, which means it's something that um, really speaks about God. Why? Because God is holy. God is holy, and he's, he's also called us, um, his children, to be holy. And I think that's um, why this topic is so important for us to talk about, because um, Christianity nowadays has really, um, you know, backed away from really sanctification holiness is and um christianity nowadays has accepted you know worldly living and has accepted all these things that don't go with the sanctification and holiness in our lives because um god has chosen us to be separated right from the world Amen. not like the world but i feel like each day that you know that goes by the church is becoming more like the world and less like god so I feel like that's why it's so important to talk about these things. Amen. So before I let our brother Ulises talk, I'm gonna say I'm gonna make something clear right now. First, uh, I did mention regret uh, a few minutes ago, and um, uh, this, last month, Amen. When I was preaching, Amen, at my church, when I preached, I said something. Right, I said that regret and repent are two different uh, uh, terms. Amen. And people are like, okay. Uh, well, how? How, Ruben? How, how, how is it two different, you know, definitions? It is. You know, because regret, I, I feel like regret comes from the devil. And uh, repentance comes from God. 
And here's here's the difference now. Here's here's the difference now. I see the difference right here right now. Uh, the devil will make you sin and then make you feel guilty of it, and then be like, uh, actually no no actually guilt guilt and repentance are different words. Yeah, I was. Anyways, the devil will make you feel guilt and be like, you see, you did this sin and you you are no longer worthy in the eyes of the Lord. You are not worthy anymore. That's what guilt is. That's what guilt uh, is. Amen. Guilt, you know, it comes from the devil. Repentance, on the other hand, it comes from the Holy Spirit. Amen. It comes from God. Uh, it's, it's a sense of, of you uh, regretting what you uh, what you did and coming to God and repenting and re and repent from from your sin. That's the difference, you know. And back to what brother Salvador uh, was saying, Amen. About uh, churches going, you know. They put more uh, paganism inside the churches, amen, and how uh, we struggle to stay holy. Some some churches struggle to, struggle to, say, to stay holy. Amen, I was seeing, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, I think it was it, I don't know if it was early this week or last, or last week. You know, uh, Lil Nas X, he released uh, these uh, Satan shoes, like these devil shoes. I don't know if you guys have seen them. And he, I think he only released like 666 pairs of them. Pairs of, of, of those shoes. Which are these shoes, they contain like one drop of human blood in them. Inside of them. Inside of these shoes, it contains one drop, one drop of blood. And I think yesterday I saw this, uh, uh, recent, this recent picture of, of Joel Osteen. And now, uh, with, uh, Lonas X. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh... I, I, I don't I don't really, I don't really like to you know call out people you know and uh, I like to just you know just say something and then like not saying the names you know but sometimes we have to be aware of people uh, that they are you know in the church they preach that they are a big role model for people like like this man Joe Austin a man he's 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 a great preacher I mean I, ne I never liked how he preached you know because he also he, he also had like these jokes before he preached you know. So I'm like, I don't really, I don't really like people when they joke, if, like in front of the pulpit. I feel like the pulpit is something holy, and right now we're like we're talking about holiness. I feel like like in church is is something holy. Amen. The pulpit is holy. You know, if you come in, and, and preach in, in church in front of the church, I feel like uh, you need to take it seriously. Amen. It needs to be taken seriously when you preach. I mean, I, I, I mean, like probably like, uh, like a. Uh, a joke that comes out nat like naturally, I mean, I think it's okay, but like, I, like if you plan the joke and you're like, okay, I'm gonna say the joke, like, okay, what did the fog say about Jesus? Or like, what did, you know, like that, you know? Like those kind of jokes, uh, I, I just, I, like, I just don't agree with. Like if it's like something like funny that happened in your life and you just like say it like, and, and it, uh, and it relates to the, to the topic of, of what, your, what, your, what your sermon is about, what your sermon is about, amen? I think it's it's quite okay, you know, if it if it just comes out naturally, you know. But this man, he just tells these jokes, and I'm like, okay, no, I just <laughs> don't like them, amen. And we have to be aware, you know, if we know that someone is is doing uh, diabolical stuff, like this man, Leonard X, you know, we have to pray for him, right? Obviously, we have to pray for them. But you know, I feel like being like hanging out with them, that's that's an, that's a big no. 
Amen. Obviously, we're not gonna be like, okay, oh, okay, he's he's not Christian, or oh, he's diabolical. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not even gonna say hi, you know. And I feel like that's also wrong because God has told us to love everybody, every single person in this world, amen. And people are like Ruben, do you hate uh, LGBTQ, right? The lesbian, gays, and and etc. Amen. Transgender. And I told them, I'm like, no, I don't hate them. You know, I just don't like their uh, actions, what they do. That's what I dislike. I mean, because I know that it's sin. You know, if they say hi to you, will you say hi back? Yes, I'll say hi back. But will you hang out with them? I will not hang out with them. Why? Because we have to hang out with people of light. I mean, we are the light. We have to show the light. But we cannot be part of the darkness. I mean, of the, of the world. I don't know if you guys can uh, uh, kind of understand what I'm saying. If you guys understand what I'm talking right now. That we can't participate in stuff of the darkness. Amen. We have to stay in, 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 in the light. We are the light of the world. Amen. We, we are the salt of, of this earth. Amen. And this, this is what I'm trying to say. Amen. Brother Salvador. Or was it Brother Ulises? Who was going to talk next? I think it was Brother Ulises. So I'm going to give him the, the word. Amen. Yeah. So... Um, going going back into um, a little bit about kind of the Holy Spirit, and I think that we have to understand. You're right um, that I think the church, or or a lot of when we, when we of course when we talk about the church, we're talking about um, what I often or have referred to and hear it referred to as the capital C church, right? So we're talking about just the global church Christian community. I think sometimes. Um, the Holy Spirit, and there's actually a book by Francis Chan that's titled The Forgotten God. It's about the Holy Spirit, and I think that there's this idea or this mentality that the Holy Spirit is just like this power. We have this idea that like the Holy Spirit is this power or this experience, this like shock, like an electric shock that you experience during an altar call at church or during a pretty song at church or when a preacher you know, lays his hands on you and is praying for you. you. You feel this, like, you know, thing inside of you. Or, you know, you might experience, like, speaking in tongues or whatever it might be. And you think, like, oh, that's the Holy Spirit. But we have to understand that the Holy Spirit is a person, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We all believe in the Trinity, I think. <laughs> Three and one, yeah. Uh, you guys can correct me if you don't. But, um, you know, we believe in the Trinity. God is three in one. And the Holy Spirit isn't just like, oh, this this moment of power that you feel for 20, 30 minutes when you're in church on Sunday. It's a person. It's, a, it's part of God and who he is. And it's how we are connected to God. Um, it's what we receive when we, when, we, when we accept Jesus, when we're saved uh, through Jesus, by Jesus. Um, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us. And we need to have that relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit if we're to walk holy and live holy. And it connects to what you were saying about um, guilt and shame. I think you could add that in there. Guilt and shame are from the enemy where conviction is from God. Amen. So guilt and shame are what made Adam and Eve hide after they had eaten of the fruit and God came looking for them. It was because they felt guilt and shame that they hid. But it's conviction that drives us to God. So guilt and shame says, get away from me. You're evil. You're sinful. Conviction that comes from God, that comes from the Holy Spirit, is what tells us, I need to run to God right now. I need to run to God. If I did something wrong, and 
and this all connects to like, sanctification because um, I would say that when we're saved, um, yet we're set apart. That part of sanctification is, is takes place right there, but it's a process. It's the process of being sanctified all our lives. We're never going to be perfectly holy on this side of heaven. That's just a fact. I think we all understand that and believe that we're never going to be perfectly holy. We're always going to struggle on this side. And it's the Holy Spirit that convicts us when we sin, when we do something wrong, when we say something we shouldn't have said, uh, joked about something we shouldn't have joked about. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts us and says, you need to go repent. And um, so I think that's that's an important thing to to understand how that guilt and shame, like you were saying, Reuben, um, guilt and shame come from the enemy. They push you away from God. They tell you you're not worthy of of it, of Him, of your salvation. And then conviction is what draws you closer to God. Amen. Yeah, and you know you were also saying, I forgot. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so. But Salvador, any uh, other verses you want to read for us? I'm just so glad that um, we're leaning towards talking about the Holy Spirit. And I I do believe in the Trinity. Um, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's, uh, that's basically, you know, the Trinity of God is... Basically, God the Father, He sent His Son, Jesus, right to die on the cross um, to save us. And now the Holy Spirit dwells in us. So the Holy Spirit is what basically helps us pursue the holiness of, of God, right? And the Bible talks about um, how without holiness, uh, no one will see God, Amen. right? And I want to read a verse in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Um, it says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. So I agree. It's something that we have to be pursuing each day. It's it's almost like a maturity thing, right? Um, repentance comes with maturity. The more we seek God, the more our repentance matures. So maybe things that we're struggling with today, you know, tomorrow, it's going to be something that we no longer struggle with. And But there's always going to be something that we're working on with repentance, you know, it like, um, brother Lisa said, it's a, it's a, something that we're going to go through all life, you know, all our lives where we're just growing, we're maturing, you know, in our repentance in our walk with God and brother Ruben, that, you know, where you were talking about how, you know, the pulpit is holy, you know, and everything about the house of God is holy. Um, and that's why also God calls us to be holy because, um, you know, we basically represent God and we represent um, um, his son, you know, Jesus Christ. And that's why um, God calls us to pursue holiness. And it's definitely difficult. Um, uh, a lot of times when, you know, uh, a, a lot of times basically if something comes into our lives um, and we, we stop fighting against it, we stop repenting, that's when that holiness and that sanctification um, becomes inactive in our lives because that's what the devil does. The devil comes and he tries to blur that part. He tries to deceive us so that we stop pursuing the holiness and sanctification. And you guys were talking about conviction and regret. 
and that's what that's that's what the devil does. Um, Brother Releases was talking about Adam and Eve. Um, you know, they could have, you know, said, "Hey, you know, we we ate from the fruit of the tree." Um, they could have gone to God, but it was that part of regret and like, um, what what's that word? Not conviction, right? Because conviction you said comes from God. Yeah, if they would have basically, um, yeah, shame exactly, shame because shame basically makes you run away from God. It makes you feel unworthy. It makes you um, run away, you know, towards uh, maybe something else that um, calls for your attention. But conviction, which is um, what the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit brings into our into our lives, is something that brings us closer to God. Saying, "Hey, God, I I agree that what I committed is a sin. I agree that um, sin in your eyes is something that's terrible, that's dirty, that separates me from you." Um, God, I do not want to sin anymore. Give me that armor. Um, give me the strength. Give me the power to fight this sin or fight with this that I'm strongly struggling with. It's basically coming into agreement, recognition that um, what you've done is wrong and that you want to be holy. You want to be sanctified for him. And I feel that that's where, you know, you draw a line between conviction and, and shame, right? And I feel like um, you have to really you know, know the word of God to be um, so that you don't become deceived by the enemy because that's what the enemy is doing nowadays. He knows that, you know, his time is, is running out and he's basically trying to bring, you know, the church, you know, the worldwide church of God, the, the true believers, the born again Christians um, towards shame, towards guilt to make us feel like we're not worthy, that, um, you know, we're not enough to serve a holy God. But the thing is, we have to listen to God's voice and, you know, um, go, go towards that um, brokenness and conviction to be able to get um, closer to God, and, you know, not be deceived. But honestly, um, I'm so glad that we're talking about this. We, we were actually listening to um, a teaching by our pastor at church about this, and it really opened my eyes. I'm like, you know what? A lot of times we say that only God can be holy. You know, we say, God, he's holy. Only you are holy. But in reality, he's called us to be holy as well. And I feel like um, when we say that only God is holy, and um, I feel like it takes away that, um, for example, it kind of excuses us to, to look for that holiness because we're like, all right, only God can be holy. And, you know, true, the true thing is, you know, the holiness that, that we that we have comes from God. That is true. But he's also called us, you know, to be separated, to be holy, like he is holy. And, um, just so beautiful that we're talking about this. And Amen. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I've noticed that people Very also use talking this. About sanctification through the Holy Spirit today. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. So something that I've also noticed too is that people also use that as an excuse to sin. They're like, okay, yeah, I'm not holy, you know. Oh, nobody's perfect, you know. Uh, whoever has, whoever has, that doesn't have any sin, throw the first stone at me, you know. <laughs> and they use these quotes, you know, they, they use these quotes uh, to, to sin. I mean, okay, only God can judge me, you know. And you know, we have to, we have to normalize back again to just look for holiness. 
to know that these quotes actually uh, deceive us into thinking that uh, I mean not not, not I mean not the quote itself, you know, but taking the quote out of the context. And I feel like it's done pretty much now, like, like a lot, you know, churches take, uh, especially progressive and neo-evangelistic churches, they take these uh, verses of the Bible, they take them out of context. Amen. For example, when uh, Paul says that you can do uh, you can do anything in Christ, that you can do everything in Christ. And people are like, oh my God, I can do anything I want. I, I can magically appear like, like a bottle of water in front of me. Uh, I can fly, you know. <laughs> and no, you know, that's not what, like, like we have, we, we are the son of God, you know, we are, we are his children. But we don't have his full power. <laughs> Amen. We, 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 like, we don't, we don't all of a sudden become gods. We, like, we, we, like, we're not going to be like, okay, uh, I want a million dollars in my, in my desk right now. Oh, I want this, I want that, you know. So, people take verses out of context. So, oh, and it happens, the, the same thing happens with, with these uh, quotes that Jesus, that Jesus said. When Jesus said, you know, whoever, whoever does not have any sin, throw the first stone, you know, cast the first stone. Amen. He was referring to not judging people. Amen. This, this, but this quote is not for you to take it as a, oh, okay, uh, Nobody can throw stones at me, so I might just go sin, and nobody can judge me. Amen. So we have to be careful with that too. You know, not because we're not, not because we're not perfect, doesn't mean we we use that as, as an excuse to go and sin. No. We have to we have to, we have to try to seek perfection every single day. Every single day, you know, keep uh, keep going and try to seek more and more of that perfection in our life until the day of the rapture or until we. Uh, die or, or uh we go in, into a sleep amen because the bible uh, references us to go into like a sleep amen and we have to keep looking for that holy you know uh, paul says be holy like uh no be like me like i'm like uh jesus amen and jesus said be holy like i am holy like my like the father and like my, my father in heaven sorry like my father in heaven is holy and he commands us to be holy amen to keep uh into that righteousness Amen. And we're going to move a little bit, you know, we're, we're going to stay on topic, we're going to stay on topic, but we're going to go to a different, you know, little uh, segment, amen, to what can we do as holy, you know, what what can we do and what we cannot do? You know, I see, you know, a lot of uh, youth, you know, that they see like these trends on TikTok, or uh, these trends on social media, Instagram, whatever, amen, and they instantly want to do it. Amen, and we have to be careful. Like now, as Christians, you know, as as Christians that we are, as children of, of as child of God, we have to be aware of what we do and what we, what we cannot do, to stay to keep that holiness. Amen. Like we now, we I mean, we we're gonna go with like obvious, you know, uh, you know, drugs, you know, alcohol, you know, those those are obviously you know a, a big uh, no no. Amen. With uh, if you're a Christian. Amen, but also I mean, there's this is uh, people that people say that you know there's like this oh this little sin, amen, this uh, this little sin that I'm gonna do, you know, it's not that bad, you know, and honestly, you know, God sees sin as sin, amen. There's no uh, big or, or 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 small, and maybe maybe to like our eyes, maybe it is big and small, you know, but 
honestly, I mean, I always heard this preacher uh, a few, like, two days ago, and he was saying, like, for example, he was saying uh, Lil Nas X, I mean, what, what he was doing. The, the whole diabolical music video that he did, I haven't watched it, but he's, the, the preacher in a, uh, on YouTube, Spencer Smith, he was saying that it was pretty diabolical. But he was also, he was also saying that we also have to be holy, too, because... If we have like that little sin in us too, you know, we have like, if we don't, if we don't do diabolical stuff, you know, like, like he does, but if we steal, if we watch pornography, you know, or, or we uh, have intercourse before uh, marriage, amen, uh, you're still going to the same place, <laughs> amen, if you don't repent, you're going to the same place, uh, like, there's no, there's no like levels in hell, like, okay, you did this sin, okay, you go to like, a smaller fire hell, you know. Or you do this big sin, okay, you go to a bigger fire hell. No, it's the same hell, amen. It's the same, the same lake of sulfur. Amen. The same punishment, you know. So we have to stay holy, amen, brother Salvador. Or, no, brother Ulises, I'm sorry. I get confused on who's going to talk now. Brother Ulises. Yes, um, I, I think that there, there's so much uh, that can go into this. And um, just before uh, diving in there real quick, I did want to mention just briefly that I think it's really important right before, especially diving into specifics of, uh, of what we can do to maintain holiness. I think it's really important to understand uh, that talking about sanctification or talking about holiness, it's, it's sometimes important that we also kind of clarify or touch on uh, justification or, or our salvation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're, they're kind of interconnected, right? We, I think it's, it's hard to talk about one without talking about the other. And so we, of course, believe um, as Christians, as Bible-believing Christians, we believe that we are saved through faith, right? We are saved through faith. We are saved by grace alone through faith alone, in Christ alone. That is what saves us. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 uh, says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. Verse 9 says, Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And I think this is important, and I like to kind of throw out as many verses as possible so people understand that this is what the Bible says. This isn't what Ulises thinks. This isn't what Brother Ruben or Brother Salvador thinks. This is what the Bible is telling us. So justification, our salvation, we are saved because we have faith in Jesus. That's what we are. We are saved through Jesus, justified through Jesus, because Jesus lived a perfect life, completely sinless, completely blameless. When I have faith in his perfect life, in his perfect sacrifice on the cross, in his resurrection um, from the grave on the third day, I believe that his sacrifice paid the price for all of my sins. That's how I am justified before God. I am now saved because God looks at all of us as believers and having faith in Jesus. He looks at us through the lens, the blood and sacrifice of Jesus. So he can look at us and he doesn't see all of our sinfulness and our ugliness. He sees the justification, the righteousness of Jesus. And that's why he calls us his children, right? We've been adopted into that. And so we're justified by our faith in Jesus. We're saved. And that's so important, especially in that verse 9, which I'm sure if you've had any time in church, you've probably heard, hopefully heard, is not a result of works so that no one may boast. And I wanted to touch on this before diving into the specifics because we need to understand that there is nothing that we can do that will save us. 
these things that we're going to talk about that we should be doing or, or, or not doing, that is not what saves us. I am not saved because I go to church. I'm not saved because I help in ministry or if you're in worship or if you preach. That's not what saves you. You know, there's there's no, and we can touch on this in a different episode, um, you know, that what saves you isn't like a special prayer, saying certain words, certain order during an altar call. That's not what saves you. You are saved by faith, not by your works, okay? And so that's just super important to understand that it's not these things that we do that all of a sudden, oh, because I preach or because, you know, I have a podcast or because <laughs> I lead worship, uh, <laughs> I, um, I'm saved. No, it's not the works, it's my faith. And so that's where we kind of get into what sanctification is um, and, you know, how we're sanctified and set apart. And Philippians 2.12 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, this part right here, work out your work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Right? So that work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So we have to understand that. That this is there's a working out of our salvation. It's not the, the deeds, it's not the, the works that are going to save us, but because we are saved, now there's uh, something that we need to do in response to that. God has done the transformation inside, right? When we when we accept Jesus, when we have faith in Jesus and we believe in Jesus, we are saved and we are transformed. We are created anew. We are now a new man, a new creature, right? We put away, like Ruben said, old man, the old flesh. Um, we must set that aside. But now we have to work out our salvation. So now we have a responsibility to show the internal transformation on the outside. This is super important because, like um, Brother Salvador read, it's I'm, I'm super happy that that uh, Salvador mentioned that his pastor um, was teaching on this. Because I think there are a lot of churches, like Brother Ruben mentioned, a lot of progressive churches, a lot of seeker-friendly churches um, that don't want to talk about sanctification, right? But like Brother Salvador read in Hebrews 12, 14, strive for peace with everyone and for holiness without which no one will see the Lord. This is so, so important because living holy isn't a recommendation Living holy isn't a suggestion. Living holy is a divine requirement. We are being called to live holy because without holiness, clearly says no one most of the Lord. That means you're not going to see God in your life now, and you're not going to be with God at the end when, when we move on, right? So we have to really understand that. And that brings me to just this comment here that uh, we have to be very careful. So listener... Um, listen to this, you have to be careful who you're listening to. You have to be careful who you're watching on YouTube or on Facebook or following on social media because if there is anyone out there who is telling you that you can just say a prayer and then live your life however you want because God loves you, you're going to go to heaven, that is so wrong. I think we will all agree that there is no way that you can just you know, go to church on Sunday, live your life however you want between Monday and Saturday, and still go to heaven. That That is nowhere in the Bible. And on the flip side, you need to be careful of anyone who tells you there's a list of chores that you need to do in order to go to heaven. 
you know, you need to say this prayer, do this at this time, do this at that time, and now you go to heaven. So I think understanding that we're saved by faith alone is really important. And going into very quickly so we can uh, move on with to Brother Salvador in Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 1, it says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. So already we, we dive into what we need to do now that we're saved, now that we're set apart, we've been sanctified. If we've been raised with Christ, right, we need to seek the things that are above with Christ. Verse 2, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. So again, going into practical things, we need to be focused on what's coming. We need to be focused on God and his kingdom and not on riches and power and success here on earth. And it says, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. What I love about this is just that kind of violent language, right? You have died. Like that, that's, that's not pretty words. You, you are, you, you're, the old you has been put to death. And it says, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. And then verse 5, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So super important. We have a list, Colossians 3 for everybody. You can go in. All of those things that we used to do, we need to stop doing. And then it goes into, okay, this is what you now need to do. Starting in verse 12, it says, put on and as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, passionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all, and above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Right? So, verse 16, I think, is so important. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So I think there's just so much there for everybody to go read through Colossians 3. There's, I think above all, though, is to love one another. Love Amen. God first, right? And then love one another. And your love for God, if you claim to love for God but don't have love for the person that's sitting next to you, then I would question how much you love God because God has called us to love our neighbors, not the other way around. The love for God will translate to love for each other. You can try to love your neighbor all you want. It won't ever translate to love for God. So I think that that's, that's a really important thing to moving forward into practical things. It has to start with our knowledge and love of God that will translate into holy actions. Amen. Brother Salvador, any comments on? Yeah, so it's so important that yeah we do go back to the foundation of Christianity, which is that we are saved by faith alone in Jesus Christ. I think it's funny because I was uh, preaching to um, some Mormon missionaries that, that were here in town, 
And I realized that the Book of Mormon that they go by says that you are saved in Jesus after everything that you can do. And I feel like a lot of times that's the way that the Christian church today, um, you know, thinks. And, and, and it's totally wrong because it is, you know, in faith, in Jesus alone. There's nothing that we could do. There's nothing that we could uh, say, do, accomplish, nothing. Because, yeah, God doesn't want us to, to boast. He wants it to be, you know, all the glory to Him Amen. and to Him alone. And it's it's so important that we, that we recognize this as we move forward. And I want to read uh, in 1 John uh, chapter 2, verse 3. That says, now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. So, all these things are basically the evidence that we are saved because the Holy Spirit will, you know, guide us to um, be kind, um, to be loving, uh, to be truthful uh, and all these things. Right. And I think it's so important. Yeah, because sometimes we think that if um, we separate ourselves from these things, we are saved. No, we, we are saved because we believe in Jesus Christ. So the thing is, we are saved now. What can we do, you know, to get closer to God, to, have, you know, to be in the faith of God, to be, have a stronger relationship? Um, this, this, this is just the evidence, basically, that we are saved. And it's just an obedience towards God, you know. But like Brother Lisa um, was saying, these things do not save us. Um, I think it's good that you made it clear. Uh, for the listener, so that they don't think that um, our doctrine is based on uh, separating ourselves from all these things, or um, basically the things that we're about to speak about um, lead to a salvation. Because then we are basically saying that we save ourselves, which is, you know, not the truth. So um, it's always good to go back to the Word of God, um, go back to basically what Jesus did on the cross, go back to the cross and, you know, give the glory to Him and not um, on our works. Hey man, you know, I kind of feel attacked, you know, because of uh, a brother Lisa, you know, told, told me about my podcast, you know, and no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is true. You know, there's people that they, uh, they have these podcasts, they man, they, they're, they're big missionaries. They're in this, uh, they're in the worship group. Oh, they do this, they do that, you know, and when you look at their life with God, it ain't a good life. Like they're not really connected with him you know they're just uh doing these uh we're gonna we're gonna name them uh good actions i'm gonna i'm gonna name it that you know these are good actions and honestly i think to myself i'm like is it really worth it to save others but lose your soul at the end is it worth it you know like preach at church you know for example me have this podcast you know have millions and millions of people getting saved by by what I preach, amen. By God using me, I right? preach But at the end, lose my soul. You know how sad would that be? 
How, how sad would that be? You know, someone told me, you know, a few weeks ago, he's like, oh, I see, I see that as a different perspective. And I'm like, uh, no, you know, <laughs> it's just not, it's not. I'll, I'll, probably, I'll, I'll probably call it, you know, it's pretty dumb, actually. If you can save yourself, you know, I mean, I mean, not, I mean, not, not save yourself, but like, if you, if you can actually, like, get the salvation from God, but you don't get it, because what, cause you're not living a life of holiness, then it's not worth it. It's still not worth uh, uh, saving others, but not saving yourself. You know, not, not letting God save you, not letting God uh, be in you. Amen? So it's something, it's something to think about. It's something, something to think about yourself. You know, because a friend of mine, she was telling me, you know, a few weeks ago too, that she's, she's, she was saying, she's like, hey, uh, Ruben, I've been, lately I've been, uh, you know, talking about Jesus a lot. You know, I've been to my friends. You know, I've been, I've been uh, talking about Jesus to them, you know, hitting, hitting, hitting them with, with uh, life, uh, life speeches, you know, and, and putting God into that too. And I'm like, and she's like, is that good? And I'm like, yeah, that, that's good, you know, but it would be even better if you would, if you would live what you say, you know, not just say it, but also live what you say, live what you speak, you know, because back to what I was saying, you know, what's the point of you being that bridge? You know, for us to you know to come to Christ, but you not crossing that bridge also. <laughs> you know, it's something to think about. You know, it is. And uh, now I want to go to the you know specifics now. Now that we talked a little bit, you know, uh, if you if you live a life of holiness with God, you you got you got to be sure that what you do, you know, is is it uh is to that it, what you do glorifies God. Or that it is good in God's eyes, and man, and make sure that what you what you do is not you know something bad in the God in the eyes of, in the, eyes of the Lord. And man, nowadays nowadays our, our, our culture culture and the world is just is crazy. We're living in the, we are living in times of of, of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Amen. The, the times of the times of Noah. And man, we we see that uh, this song, Amen, the song of the year, twenty twenty. It was a WAP, Amen, by uh, Cardi B. If I'm not, uh, if I'm not, if I'm not wrong, Amen. This song is is, is too explicit. Yet it was named the song of the v- uh, the song of the year of the year, the song of the year. Imagine this explicit song named song of the year. Meanwhile, Christianity is getting canceled right now. They're trying to get canceled. They're trying to cancel Christianity. It, 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 it's, just, it's crazy how the world has been fully deceived. And the Bible talks about this, actually. It talks about it, that people that, that for the people that, that do not believe, God sends a, deceive, a deceitful spirit, a spirit that, that, that deceives you. It, it's crazy. You know, it, like, if you don't believe, then God will actually send you a spirit for you to not believe it even more. It, it's crazy. It, it is, honestly. And, and seeing this world, how how it just saying this crazy stuff, you know, and, and doing this uh these trends on, on and people and Christian uh youth, you know, they actually fall into these trends, and they're like, oh, I want to do that, I want to do this too, I want to do that, you know, and it's something it's something to think about, you know, reflect, you know, if what I'm doing will I glorify God in any way. Well, well, and if you don't know, like people, people are like, okay, I don't know if this is sin or not. Well, just think about it. You know, would this make 
uh, God proud, or just make my parents proud, or my pastor proud, you know, <laughs> if what I'm doing, will, will it make, you know, God proud of what I'm doing? And if the answer is no, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't be doing what, what you're about to do, or if you're doing it currently. If it doesn't glorify God, you know, if it doesn't make God proud of what you're doing, then just don't do it. You know, I had these, these uh, a lot of questions like, okay, how is this a sin? How is a tattoo a sin? How, how is a, a, a drugs a sin? <laughs> and, and these questions, you know, I'm like, I'm like, how is it not a sin? You know, like, I've talked about this before, you know, in, in the episode with my brother Ulysses, about how, you know, when you take these substances, you know, your spirit travels to a, to a demonic realm, right? Where these demons are the ones that are comforting you. Amen. When 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 you feel relaxed when you take these uh, drugs and stuff, you know, these substances. And when when you see these horrible monsters, when you take these substances, with these substances, these those are demons tormenting you, actually. And and people are so blind that they don't see it. And, and it's crazy. All right, so uh, we'll be right back. We're gonna take a little break. We're 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 gonna hit the one hour mark. We're at fifty seven minutes right now. So uh, we'll be right back. And uh, God bless. Alright, we're back. So uh, our brother Salvador has uh, has a verse to uh, read for us. Amen. It's in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 um, through verse 3. Um, and it says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit who now works in the sense of disobedience among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath uh, just as the others or let me repeat that and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. So uh, the reason I wanted to read this verse is because it talks about um, who we were before um, we were made alive, right? Before we um, were saved. And what we um, basically did before, because um, before we would basically let ourselves um, be guided by the desires of our own flesh, the desires of the eyes, the desires of the lust, or the desires of lust, um, and just sin in general. And now, you know, the new nature that God is giving us um, guides us away from all that and towards holiness and towards sanctification. And there's all these recommendations um, in the Word of God on how we should live, or not recommendations, more like um commandments or um because a lot of the things that it says it's for us to do there's no um recommendation or um no choice it's how we should live how we have to live as christians um so why i brought this verse is because it also you know it's good to to remember where god took us from 
um, so that we don't end up um, there, um, you know, because that's what, um, that's the goal of the devil, right? To bring us back to um, who we were before we accepted Christ. And um, what I wanted to talk about this is because um, there's a lot of people that are, you know, going back um, to their own desires, to their old um, self, uh, going back towards um, the person who they were before, um, giving up on uh, basically things of, of heaven, right? And I feel like having the knowledge of sanctification and having the knowledge of justification and salvation um, helps us stay, you know, in our faith, uh, which is in Jesus, and helps us keep motivated and keep walking forward. Um, because honestly, like um, Brother Ruben was talking about, um, with society nowadays, you know, glorifying sin, um, in music, uh, in entertainment, and all these things, you know, I feel like today's Christian um, pays attention to all these things and uh, makes it a norm to listen to this type of music or watch these type of movies that are, you know, against God, against everything that um, is for God, you know. And honestly, I feel like it's so important for our listeners to know that you know, if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you feel, you know, that you've been saved, if there's evidence that you've been saved, um, try to keep that holiness, try to keep that sanctification, um, try to drift away from everything that um, you were before, from the lust, from the um, the desires of your flesh, um, from listening to all this music and watching all these things that the world watches, because that's how you're going to grow you know, and in your faith in Jesus Christ and how you're going to remain um, sanctified and holy. Amen. Yeah, uh, I want to say something real quick before we give, uh, we let our brother uh, Lisa uh, speak. Amen. Also, uh, something that I've heard a lot about, you know, now that we're talking about holiness and, you know, seeing God. And reading the Bible also, it's, it's, it's a big uh, ingredient, right, amen, to a Christian, amen, reading the Bible, amen, uh, praying, amen, and people say, there's people that say, they do say, amen, uh, I, I haven't heard a Christian say that, you know, but I, I've, I've, I have heard people say that, that they're like, Ruben, uh, the Bible is only just a book that has a bunch of rules. And that if, if you don't follow those rules, like, you go to hell. You, you can't go to heaven. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not the Bible, you know. The Bible is actually, it tells us that we can't do it. We, we, we can't possibly follow all of these rules. We can't fulfill these bunch of rules that the Bible has. That we actually need Jesus to actually fulfill these, these uh, requirements. To actually, uh, you know follow these requirements to go to God, that we need Him. Because without, without God, without Jesus, you know, we, we can't, <laughs> we can't possibly follow these rules, I mean, follow these instructions that the Bible has for us. You know, something also interesting that our brother, uh, Ulisa said uh, in the last episode, amen, that, that we recorded, that people say that the Bible is written by, by, by men. Amen. And Brother Lisa, Brother Lisa said that, of course, you know, like, I've never, seen a, I've never seen a cow right before, or a chicken right before. 
you know, like obviously it had to be a man, you know, but, but these men, they were inspired by God. These men, they were inspired by the Holy Spirit, amen, they had the Holy Spirit in them. They were inspired by God to write uh, these uh, books and letters, amen, to these, uh, like, for example, Corinthians, the Romans, amen, these letters, amen, and these books, amen, these, these were written by men that were inspired by God. And it's, it's incredible, you know, and honestly, people say that, they, that some people say that they don't understand the Bible. And obviously, you're not going to understand it if you don't have God's guidance. Amen. This book, I mean, this, the Bible is, is, is a book that the, the human mind itself, you, you can't understand it. Amen. You can't understand the human mind. Amen. You can't understand the Bible. You need, you need God's guidance to help you understand the Bible. Amen. Uh, and have that knowledge. God give you that, that knowledge. Amen. So, I know that our brother Salvador had to be somewhere. So, brother Ulises, some final comments? Yes, um, and just in case I don't, I don't catch it at the end there, thanks again for um, giving me the opportunity and allowing us to come on and, and talk about this. And I would just like to finish up with um, Galatians chapter 5, uh, starting in verse 22. I think, it, you know, diving into what, what it is that we can do. So it says, but, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things, uh, there is no law, right? And um, verse 24 says, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So I think if we're looking for um, uh, for practical things to do, uh, I think that um, Brother Salvador touched on it so uh, beautifully so clearly um, saying that these are all things that are meant to be evidence of our salvation they don't save us but because we are saved this is what needs to be coming out of our lives it is the fruit of our lives now that we are alive in Christ that Jesus lives in us that the spirit lives in us that we have been saved um, and so I think that's really important I think that there, there won't ever be an exhaustive list of you know, this is what you need to do. This is what Christians do, um, because there are things in each individual life that can become a sin that to others isn't. And a really good example of that is like sports. You can be a sports fan. That's not a sin to, to love to watch basketball, you know, to watch a basketball game. But when you become obsessed with basketball and basketball is all you pay attention to and you're in church wondering about the basketball game that you're missing you plan your weekend events around the basketball game so you can be home now that thing that in itself is not a sin to watch and play and, and enjoy basketball has become a sin for you so my recommendation to any listener who who wants to know like okay what do i do there isn't a list of things to do you need to love god read his word be transformed by his word every day because this is a process be sanctified to be holy is something that we do every day. Um, lastly, uh, we know that uh, Paul says um, in in First Corinthians chapter nine verse twenty seven, it says, "But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others I myself should be disqualified." So he's he's very saying very clearly. We find a lot of these where he's saying, "I have to have that control, that self control, because it's a struggle." Paul was one of the greatest. He wrote 75% of the New Testament. All right, this man who used to murder Jews, 
or mur- murder Christians now became a guy who was one of the greatest missionaries that the Christian world has ever seen. And he admits to the fact that he still had to struggle and discipline his body uh, to, to be continue to live holy. So I think that's really important. And um, a theme that we have been kind of preaching through in our church has been this, and this is what I would leave you guys with, is that understand that God is about progress, not perfection. God isn't expecting you to be perfect. You're going to fall. Let's be real. We all fall. We all fail. We all sin sometimes. But the point is that we get back up. We repent. We seek to live holy lives. God is about progress. We need to be holier today than we were yesterday. We need to be holier now than we were a year ago. He's not looking for us to be perfect. We're not going to reach that on this side of heaven. But he wants us to progress and to mature spiritually and in our sanctification. Amen. Thank you, Brother Ulises, for coming into the show, into the episode. Amen. Thank you, Brother Salvador, for showing up and being a guest on, on this podcast, on this episode. I mean, I think Brother Salvador has been in the most episodes, you know, uh, as a guest. I don't know how many episodes he's been in, but he's been in quite a few. I think probably like five, I would say. Probably more. But anyways, uh, thank you guys for uh, showing up. So I hope this uh, message has been a blessing to your life. Amen. A blessing to your soul. Amen. I uh, hope you have a, a great day. Amen. Uh, whichever day you, you decide to listen to this episode. Amen. Whichever day. Either Sunday or whichever other day you decide to click on this uh, episode. Amen. Uh, my name is Ruben and this is The Way to Heaven. God bless.